there. Thank you for joining me for this exclusively pre-recorded FreightWaves live webcast. We all have a lot of pressures on our time right now, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to spend a few of your precious lockdown moments here with me at a safe social distance. I'm Dan Connor, general partner at Ascend Venture Capital, and I'm here to shine a light on our data-driven world and where it is driving you. By now, we've all identified the trend. Data is beginning to drive all of our decisions. We've seen it in our insurance monitoring, in the foray of digital brokering, in hours of service regulations, even in recruiting. It's an invisible current that is just starting to move the world around you. And maybe that feeling of losing control over your path makes you uncomfortable. Maybe it worries you. I'd like to change that perception today. I'd like to change the way you feel about data driving you. Because data needs your help. And I'll tell you why. So it turns out you're right. We're in the middle of a tech evolution in which our lives are being transformed by data. Aware of it or not, data influenced what you ate for breakfast this week, the outfits you picked to wear, the traffic you were in when you yelled at those people on the road, even the Instagram stories you watched while you were taking a bio break, but really just hiding in the bathroom. This evolution started with big data in which we started to take the pulse of human behavior in such quantities that we had to invent new machines to store and analyze it. Then Moneyball broke the news that you, that you could win an edge by looking carefully at the right metrics. Then there was this explosion. There are now more connected devices in the world than there are people in the world. And that population is growing 20 times faster than people. That's even faster than tender rejection rates grew and fell just last week. Look at it this way. Look at the room you're in right now. The phone in your pocket has more than a dozen sensors in it, grabbing a host of information from the room you're in with every passing second. Like it or not, you are in a data room. And I realize, having just mentioned your phone, now you want to take it out and do some scrolling. But stick with me and let's press on. With all this data being beamed from all of the rooms just like the one you're in right now, there are now more than $3 trillion worth of new companies that are now thriving in which the product is data analysis. That's bigger than the GDP of France, India, and Brazil. And it's not going to stop. Every company is going to be a big data company. Every industry is having its Moneyball moment. And every room is now a data room. Why? Because now, unlike any other time before in history, we have the ability to select an optimal path. Data threads in real time can be stitched into endless sheets, ready to be patchworked into our world. With all this capability at the ready, leaving decisions to experience now seems like guesswork or foolishness. And you have a responsibility here to make sure that these are the right decisions. We all have a part to play to raise data up to meet the challenges ahead. Let me give you a quick example. Do you remember a time about 15 years ago when they used to make announcements on planes that the plane you just landed on was on autopilot? Do you remember that? I was just starting to fly and I remember how it used to freak people out. They actually had to stop saying it. Fast forward to today. If you have a flight coming up despite this COVID-19 situation, good luck. Imagine that the airline gives you a call. Hi there, I'm calling from Real Cheap Air, the industry's least most bankrupt airline. 
I'm calling to let you know that the plane we've selected for your flight is going to be a 737 MAX. But don't worry, to save you and us some money, we're not going to do anything complicated like update the software or patch in real-time data. Instead, the pilot's with me right here. She assures me she's read the news, she's practiced a thousand times, she's pretty sure she's got this sucker. Now, do you want to upgrade from economy? No way, right? The point is, something's changed. The world is different now. There's now an expectation that every decision, from the minute to the critical, should be made based on data. It's here. It's everywhere. And it's changing the world. That's why you have these feelings. That's why you just asked yourself instinctively, is that a good use of data or is it foolishness? Travel, electricity, medicine, schools, even your favorite charity, each is being reborn with data-driven decisions at its center. And it won't stop there. The next steps in your career, your investments, your bill of lading, how long it takes you to find something decent to watch on Netflix. Eventually, all your decisions, from your election ballots to do you want fries with that, to where's the route with the fastest chicken coops. Eventually, all our decisions will be expected to be laid out perfectly before us by data-driven systems. No wonder we all feel a little uncomfortable about it. Okay, now I'm going to attempt to change that perception, to change the way you feel about data driving you. And to do that, first we need to get to know data just a little bit better. What image comes to mind when someone says to you, we've got to make this decision based on data? Is it a spreadsheet filled with figures? Is it a TXT file filled with alphabet soup? Is it a web app showing a bunch of graphs? Is it this guy from Star Trek? See, that's the problem here. When we all think of a data system, we think of a functioning system clunking away and ticking out expert insights and instructions. But in fact, that's closer to what the producers do behind the scenes of The Bachelor, not the reality. What if I told you that this is closer to what data looks like today? Think about it. This little guy, let's call him Dow. Dow is actually an acronym, D-A-O, Decentralized Autonomous Organization that describes a company made up entirely of coded decisions in the data-centric world. This is actually just a picture of my son, though, but let's call him Dow for now. Dow has a lot to learn before he inherits the whole world. He needs to learn what's fair. He needs to learn how to play nice with the people in the world around him. He needs to learn right from wrong. And while he learns all this, he needs to be kept safe. He needs security. He needs privacy. He needs to be given teeny tiny measures of responsibility at a time while he's ready for them, not the keys to the Starship Enterprise until he's ready. Isn't that closer to what data systems look like today? We're just starting to scratch the surface of what a DAO-centric world looks like, and DAO isn't ready for the whole world yet. There are major milestones ahead. For instance, DAO can recognize some faces, but it doesn't have a clue if that face is going to buy that loaf of bread or steal it. Right now, Amazon Go stores can tell how long you pack, picked up a bag of tortilla chips and looked at it before you put it right back down. And you know the next time on your, you're online, targeted ads are gonna show you all of the tortilla chips available. 
They'll even show you ads for jobs making bags of tortilla chips. But a recent study found that online job ads consistently showed women lower paying jobs than they showed men. In other latitudes, policemen are using the same tech tools to lock people in cages based on their religious practices and beliefs. Clearly, Dow has a lot to learn about bias. Think about how you learned about it growing up. From time to time, we even need to teach Dow intentional bias so he can learn right from wrong. Because one day, Dow is going to be that policeman. The more interconnected our world becomes, the more vulnerable we become to cyber attack. And I can't believe I have to say this, but we need to keep Dow safe from the Russians. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. A few weeks ago, I got in a car accident with my son in the car. Everyone was fine, thankfully, even the Russians. It turned out to be a fender bender, but it was paralyzing to think that my son could have been injured. Keeping Dow safe while he learns how the world works is that important. We need to be thinking about keeping our data as safe as we keep our children. Because one day, Dow is going to be driving that car. Moreover, with our appetite for new data, everything that can be tracked will be tracked. And make no mistake, that includes what you're thinking. Right now, brains are being cracked and tracked in real time. In some classrooms in China, teachers are outfitting their students with specialized caps that can track how well the student is paying attention in real time, so they can know when to wake up the sleepy kid. Parents can even log in to see how well their kid is doing. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have gotten sent to the principal's office even more. The point is though, we can't just leave Dao any which place. Put Dao in a new arena and he's going to do what he knows how to do. We need to be sure we're giving Dow the right measures of responsibility as he's ready for them so we can learn how best he fits into the world over time. Because one day, Dow is going to be teaching that class. When he's ready, Dow is going to be able to do some amazing things. It's already an amazing box of tools. What I'm saying is we should raise Dow to use these tools to make the world better not worse. So here's how we do that. Everyone has a part to play. Each of us needs to ensure that the data tools around us are making the right decisions about filtering, curation, privacy, and security. We need to build up an instinctual response to a data-driven decision so we can get these things right together. So the next time you realize a decision was just made for you based on data, say a recommendation by YouTube or TikTok, Think of Dow and ask yourself these essential questions. What's behind this decision? Is it something Dow has learned about me? Is it from some other database with insights on me? How comfortable am I with that? How safe is this place? Should there be an added layer of security before I feel safe leaving my data here? And the next time you're faced with making a decision based on data, the questions you should be asking are, how can I give Dow the broadest perspective to know right from wrong? What does Dow know about the world so far to know what's fair here? Is this the right measure of responsibility given what Dow knows how to do? These are just a few of the essential questions we should be asking ourselves to help us guide our data systems into the right future state. Okay, switching gears. Here are a few questions I've been asked in advance of this talk. First, 
What do you think the effects of COVID-19 will be on the VC industry? Look, in the short term, deal-making is going to slow down. That's for sure. And funding is going to be channeled toward portfolio companies. In the medium term, though, however, new markets are being minted. Think about it in terms of an aspen tree habitat. Aspen trees are the largest living plant on the planet, and one single organism can comprise an entire forest of trees. With changing environmental conditions, new habitats are created in which an aspen tree can take seed and grow entirely unencumbered. That's the corollary to our current situation. New markets are being created by these environmental conditions, and startups can take root to grow fast, just like Google and PayPal did in the dot-com bust, and just like Uber and Square did in the financial crisis. Okay, what should our concerns be as individuals regarding data protection when U.S. companies are acquired by foreign companies? We should be concerned that these platforms, when acquired by foreign companies that operate under a nationalist agenda, can be used to surveil us. In fact, the U.S. government is concerned. Right now, military service members are not allowed to download or use TikTok for fears of hacking or tracking. This is by ByteDance, which owns TikTok and is based in China. Surveillance means monitoring, and we shouldn't take that in a stride. As someone who invests in data-centric technologies, what would my concerns be, if any? I'm concerned that a foreign government could write an enormous check to entice the acquisition of a data company with the goal to use it against its citizens' rights and freedoms. Without international guidelines, many platforms can be currently deployed at the whim or directive of foreign governments that already surveil, censor, or control their own populations, simply because they're able to write a bigger check than all competing offers. Furthermore, countries currently treat data resources differently. The U.S. sees data as similar to oil, where you keep what you extract. The EU sees data as infrastructure to which access is allowed under certain provisions. China sees data as a public good, ultimately owned by the government. We need to reach a common understanding about this. We need to set global standards of use and start to hold bad actors accountable for misuse or violations therein. Regardless of the metaphor we use, data is a global resource of which its misuse has implications. So there should be an organization to ensure its free and fair trade, similar to the World Trade Organization, but for data. Okay, that's all the time we have for questions right now. But if you have any additional questions you'd like for me to answer, leave a comment here and I'll do my best to respond to you. In closing, I want to leave you with this. Driving the world around us is a huge responsibility. If we're all invested in showing Dow the right path, we could nurture the future of one of our world's most promising engines for growth. It's a once in a generation opportunity. Let's get it right together. Thank you very much.